This is our sound test. Say, talk. Say kinfolk. Kinfolk. Kinpod. Kinpod. Episode 14, kinpodfolk. <laughs> Episode 14, kinpodfolk. Hello and welcome to the Cancer Sisters podcast. Woo-hoo. I'm Nicole. And I'm Amanda. And this is episode 14, Kinfolk Podkinen. Cotton Kin. Podkin. Kin Podkin. Sounds like a new stuff toy. <laughs> a Podkin. A Podkin. <laughs> we'll see. We just with invented cancer. something. <laughs> oh, Podkin doll with cancer. That's going to be a top seller this Christmas. <laughs> Can, cancer pod. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, our mom here giggling. We have invited our kin, and that's why we are why we're playing around potting. with that. Why we're kin potting. And ask them each one question to answer with us. So we are starting with my mom today. and Also known as Sharon. Yep. Say hello, mom. Hello, Mom. <laughs> I knew it. Classic. Classic. <laughs> We're podcasting. We're podcasting. Okay, so here's the question, and it is, what has been your feelings or perspective on the last two years of our crazy, our crazy cancer crap, as told by our family members, and has it changed your perspective, part two of this? Perspective on anything like life, faith, death, medicine, the healthcare system, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. It could go on. Well, let's not start with etc. Let's just start with I've decided that the way I'm handling all of this over the past couple of years and more is to get mellow. And the reason I say that is because I've had a lot of practice at getting mellow over things in the past, such as when you two and your brother and sister were very young people, (laughs) toddlers, let's say. And there was a whole lot to deal with with four children under age four all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So I learned not to fret so much at least in the beginning, and I think it's up, it's because of you that I feel that way now. And it just grew from then on through my, I look back through my whole life, well, not my adult life, mm-hmm. and, and found that there's been a lot of hard, hard times, tough times. There's been you know, your your dad passed away. He was sick a long time before mm-hmm. that. We there was a lot involved with all of that. Oh, yeah. And you do you were teenagers. <laughs> I knew it. I knew she was gonna say that. <laughs> I can't leave that out. For listeners. There were teenagers. Like, they're listening going, Oh, I bet there's some good stories there. There are. But the classification of good may not apply. <laughs> Just stories. <laughs> anyway, because of all of that, it's kind of rubbed off all the rough edges and just left me with a, the center, which is just, this is the way it is, and we deal with it, and we move on. And that's kind of how I look at the last couple of years. Not It wasn't 
a happy moment to find out that one of my daughters had cancer again and it, my other daughter had cancer for the first time and it, it, that it's just that you understand after a while you just want to deal with it and whatever it is you whatever's required that's what I do I I guess I th- I thank you from the beginning, <laughs> right through the teenage, and up Helped until you develop now. develop a coping skill. <laughs> and I I save my agitation for dealing with spectrum, or Verizon, <laughs> or Verizon, <laughs> or really bad drivers, or just other crap like that. I just don't. I think you're saying that you're sweating the small stuff, not the big stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I let out my, my whatever is left in there to be aggravated about, I let it out on people. I can attest to it on our drives to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes. You... Sometimes you're around when, and you hear that, but that's really all that it is. I'm, I'm okay. My perspective on life is just sort of enhanced it i i feel good about every step of progress there is you know mm-hmm. i don't think about death not even for me at age 80 <laughs> i just don't it's you know i'm all prepared for it 81. <laughs> shut <laughs> up i looked at nicole and i was like uh you stop counting. yeah so I am eighty one, and that's what she was whispering. <laughs> Bless her little heart. <laughs> you have to say that in a southern accent for the real sarcasm to come. Through. Bless <laughs> your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to, so to clarify, do you think, um, do you think motherhood, you know, gave you, gave you challenges that already gave you perspective or coping mechanisms on really hard things as as compared to your young adulthood or just when you got married absolutely because I think I was just naive and la-di-da-di-da because things like going to college it was good and easy for me to do I always got good grades Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just you know and I thought well this is how life is da 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 I got a job as soon as I got out of college. La di da di da di da. You know? And then, you know, as you mature, you realize, hmm, there's a little more to this than I ever Life thought. Life is hard. You know? And just getting along with your father sometimes was, was <laughs> challenge enough. And, right. then, and then, as I said, motherhood. In all its glory. So we have discussed on our podcast, which you've listened to, like when we get in bad spots, you know? Yeah. And how we work out of them or what we do. Um, But what do you do? Because there's got to be like a day where you're just, it hits you or it's heavier. Stuck in your feelings. Yeah. Okay, what happens to me is a little bit different from your own experience, I believe. What happens to me is I just have to take a day off 
where I really, I get restored by not doing anything. I tend to, you two Or tend, being with anyone. Yeah, you yeah. two tend to get active and reach out and you have each other, which is a blessing. But I'm a kind of a whole different personality in that I just like quiet time. And I, if I just relax for a day, I'm, I'm good again. I can get going. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, just about every week, I have a day when I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to get dressed. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I do a couple of necessary chores, and I just let the rest flow away. And I don't concentrate on what's bothering me, really. I just think, okay, I can watch TV and not have to think too deeply today. Just just for today. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And, you know, I don't go overboard and eat ice cream by the gallon or <laughs> or any other thing like that. I, I, it's just, that's enough to get me what I would call restored. Mm-hmm. And that's I like keeping in contact. Classic introvert. That is Classic. me. I would say that's true. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I am. And me and other introverts need our quiet time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all need a little quiet. I'm having plenty of quiet time right now. Yes. Yeah, but you two are extroverts. Some of us us need it to recharge. You get restored when you do things with people and get active and involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a whole different... It's like, I'm okay being alone, but if I go several days and I don't hear from anyone, and then I'm like, yeah, well, that just, that just, (laughs) um, that'll put put you in the pits. What do I do? It's, it's, honestly, I know that about you too, that's why I text as much as I do to you, because that's kind of remote, it's not up close and personal too much, so I text you just to find out how your day is, like, somebody cares, I want you to know. Yeah. Somebody cares. Yeah. You know, you have a nasty rash. Somebody cares. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. You've and had your, sh- your fair share of nasty rashes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, lucky me. That's pretty much me, my philosophy. All you, rolled up into a nice little ball. Okay. You mentioned after listening to Melina and Ava in the last episode that your perspective changed again. Well, it did. Care to explain? Because, yeah, because I was less aware of other people's, including my own granddaughters, other people's reactions and feelings. And I, I mean, I knew some of it, but they talked more about it. They yeah. gave me a deeper insight into how this all affected them at their level Mm -hmm. and that was good for me to know because of course I knew they were you know things but what it did to them that was fascinating to me because I hadn't realized all of it Mm -hmm. well seeing it from the other side yeah exactly especially like well you're my our mom but (laughs) mom (laughs) to daughter and then mom to daughters Mm-hmm. You know, right? And, well, I've had some of that same thing with the other podcasts that where you've had guests, and I listen to them, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, so my 
outlook on all of this and how cancer affects people and changes their lives, that's very broadening for me, you mm-hmm. know, just makes me just so much more aware. For us as well. And that's, oh, I mean, yeah. that's a good thing about having guests and oh, learning other people's stories. I, too. I, this, this podcast, I am so impressed with the podcast you're doing. I Aww. just, I am, I truly am that you came up with it, that you laugh in almost every one of them at some point mm-hmm. or Pod, I mean <laughs> Podkin Podkin like coming to Walmart soon <laughs> I just I just raise your little Podkin <laughs> choose what kind of cancer it has <laughs> oh my goodness nobody's still our idea it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing huge this holiday season <laughs> <laughs> better hurry up and trademark it <laughs> oh you guys Podcast so, probably already something. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, it feels like it's already something. I know. We'll have to look it up. Somebody let us know. I don't have time. Well, thank you, Mom. Well, they they do. Hey, hey, hi. <laughs> All right, we're connected. <laughs> Yay. Okay. All right, let's try it again. Okay, so. Welcome to my sister Heather, who is joining us online from Virginia. You can say hello. Hello. <laughs> so you're gonna people are gonna get confused and think you sound like Nicole. Um, so I don't sing like Nicole, though. That's true. <laughs> you're you're not gonna get a, and I'm especially tired, so you're not gonna get a song out of me. Okay, <laughs> that's where I'll. She hasn't even sung yet this week, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> all right. So my so it is a broad question that we have for you. It's too broad. Yeah, it, it's too broad. But uh, well, I, it has a couple parts. But I think the the main thing is if you can share your feelings on. Um, how it has been for you as a sibling to have me diagnosed with cancer, to having Nicole diagnosed, and then to having us both diagnosed again. Maybe that's a little more specific. Yeah. So I don't, I, I understand you did a recording with mom. So you said you phrased this in a different way to her. So it'd be interesting to hear that. And, you know, I, just know that I ha- I haven't talked to mom about anything, so okay. I'm curious. <laughs> and um, but you know what I was thinking when I think about the big picture, I think, and this would be true for a lot of people, that we all came out of COVID lockdown, and um, COVID took its toll in in physical but mental ways as well. Oh, yeah. And I feel like then you didn't get to catch your breath from that. And, and neither did I, um, it led to, for me in the middle, what, what is different than for mom maybe is in the middle of this losing my father-in-law and, um, right. That came in spring of 2022. So it's, it's not, it's not. It's not been a good two, three years. It it, it just it just has not. It, it doesn't mean there hasn't been a lot of blessings in between and a lot of smaller moments. So, um, 
but just to talk to me specifically, I'm in a pretty small club. And so if I've along the way kind of went into a hole over this or came out of the hole and tried, I went into a hole for maybe three weeks when you were diagnosed again. And what I mean by that is yeah. not depression. I've been diagnosed in my lifetime with major depression and been on medication for it. So I know what major depression or even double depression is, mm -hmm. what it means for me. So it wasn't depression. It was just a, um, like I could only think to the next day because so much of my head was preoccupied with what was going on with the two of you for three weeks. Yeah. And then trying to update some people that it, it it's, it's not, it, it, I realize it's best not to talk to anyone about this. Because you can't, re I mean, with the exception of my close family, um, what I'm talking about like acquaintances and others, because you can't explain it and there's no, there's no way to continue the conversation when you explain that both your siblings have cancer. So, right, because what you said in the beginning is that nobody has your perspective, at least no one that we know. And it's very unique. Our you know yeah what has happened between nicole and i and then between us and you like there really isn't anyone that can relate to what you're going through no and i i don't mean i just mean it's it's super awkward and nobody if somebody can relate to it if you're in a work setting or at a party or something this is not work and party conversation <laughs> true so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really leave any room and then I don't love small talk never have never will so I you know hey both my sisters have cancer and then it's crickets so mm -hmm. it's a pretty small group so the mostly I mean I don't know if I'm asking any what the higher level question is if if my life has changed i have you know you you sent that to me in a text a week ago and i haven't it's not that i haven't given it a lot of thought it's just i guess my initial reaction was well no um because life has already taken its toll on me <laughs> in some yeah you know in, in different ways prior to this or suffered loss or, you know, personal trauma or, or, or things. So I, I wasn't taking life for granted or something like that before this. There's been, there hasn't been any big epiphany. When you mm -hmm. get to be my age, lots of things start to happen. You, and you count your blessings. It, it, aging is a privilege. Absolutely. And that, so that switch had already flipped for me. It's not like right. in me that too. way I've changed. What, what maybe has changed um, is having to slow down. And so like when I talked about not being able to think to, to pass the next moment for three weeks, that's a pretty profound slowness. And right. 
I would say that's been the change. Like this week I was sick and usually I have to carry on um, and keep going. And I had to just stay in bed all day. And so maybe that's a change. Um, well, pausing to take care of yourself in that way is actually quite good. And you know, I understand what you're saying because what like resonates is that my way of thinking is just handling each day as it comes and not taking it for granted. And because you can't do a lot of long range thinking when you have so much in front of you. Right. Yeah. I do a lot of planning because with my therapist, she always wants me to look for something good. And she'll ask me before the session is over, like, what do I have to look forward to? So I'm in the habit of making sure there are things in place. And for me, this, this last week, it was surgery. Like I really wanted to get <laughs> the surgery. So that was my thing. Right. She kind of raised her eyebrow at me, but, but that's the truth, you know? And um, so that's the kind of thing. Like, I think it's, it's good to have that in plan. And from what I know of like your schedule, you do have things in place. You have things to look forward to. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that I can't plan or things to, to look forward to, but um, it, I, it, it's less to worry about in a way because you've filtered out minor worries uh, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that yeah. whole concept if it doesn't matter in five years from now then it's really not a problem so <laughs> yeah um th- that's probably the the biggest change I don't know if that's just also aligning though where where I am in my lifespan so you you get the fortunate um <laughs> the fortunate interview interviewee that also has a degree couple degrees in psychology and lifespan developmental <laughs> psychology so you're not, you're not going to pin me down on this one <laughs> <laughs> yes heather you do have a phd in that so. there's, going, there's going to be a multitude of things to consider and different ways to think about it and i'm probably not even going to put my toe in the in the um, in the water of talking about faith, that's pretty personal to me. And okay. I'm not I'm not going to share that. <laughs> <laughs> and here, listeners, you, you see how we are different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, listeners, if if you wonder if Amanda and I are alike in personality, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Well, we understand each other and we worked hard to understand each other. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree that the foundation for that has always been there in it, in that preceded cancer? So, and that's what I mean. That hasn't changed. So if you were to say, oh, right. are you guys closer because of your diagnosis? No, we, we've always, we've always had our challenge early on challenges, childhood challenges. We like to laugh about those childhood well, challenges. That's a, yeah. Those are some good ones. 
But and it's BGSU homecoming this weekend, so I I thought about those those <laughs> challenges also. Those cold and windy challenges. When I lift you, yeah. left you high and dry. Right. But, but I was thinking, you know, you would you normally make trips to Ohio as a family and everything um, to see us. Or I was in the habit because I had flexibility in my schedule yes. coming to see you. Yes. And so what's been happening is that you've been here a lot until you've, you've sacrificed weekends and even a week, like weekdays, when mm-hmm. you could to come here and support both Nicole and I. And I think, I mean, that's something, well, that's meaningful t- to us, but I think that's a little different because you wouldn't have spent that kind of time here normally. It's just our everyday lives don't allow it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That has taken, believe me, I don't, I I don't enjoy the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. So, but I've learned not to speed. And, and so, yeah. I'm happy to make those trips but yeah that's definitely a sacrifice because you can't be in two places at once so yeah it's 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 great to be there but it means I'm not here so but um yeah yeah all right what else you got (laughs) well some of it was an effect like how is one of the questions from listeners was like, how has it affected your relationships with family? And I think they're thinking our family, your original family unit, but it definitely affects the rest of your family in just the same way the what we just said, because you're, you find ways to, to support us, but that means it takes time away from them. Right. Um, right. And your focus, you know, it's hard to, whenever you come into town, it's hard to focus because there's always like so many things going on and we all try to see each other and do things together and mm-hmm. you know, try to get, you try to get to the nephew's games or have dinner at someone's house and spend time with yeah, mom. They're, you know. pretty, they're pretty much filled, filled days, full days, full days. Yeah. Even if, even if it's a shorter trip. Um, for exactly those reasons, I mean it's it, it's good, but yeah, it can it can be um, it can be a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but I try to manage it as best I can. And I don't know it. It's important to me to be there. So I've sat with you in several chemo sessions. I was mm-hmm. able to take Nicole to some appointments. And I know how much that helps. Like if I'm if I'm doing that and coming into, then you know, mom's not up at five a.m. to make something happen, or right. I can support in other ways. So yeah, I've been trying to balance that as best I can. Um, and I I know you guys would do the same. So it's for sure. I'm hoping that I never yeah. have to. Well, um, well, yeah, then then we're going to need more than a podcast if I get cancer. <laughs> I need that, some serious this is therapy. going to be completely messed up. But Nicole and I's theory is that you and George are so different genetically, even because we've dug into our genetics, mm-hmm. that you're not going to deal with the same things that we are. We've just decided that. Well, I went through like a one 
one to two, maybe three days of like, oh my God, what is this genetic and what are the odds and all that crap. Mm -hmm. And I just um, came on the other side of it pretty quickly. And I was like, well, I've had two colonoscopies for other um, colorectal issues that pertain to me. And um, so I know that I had one in 2013, I had one in 2021. And so if there was anything brewing, I would too, I mean, that's the gold standard, right? Mm -hmm. That that should have been caught and identified. So the fact that I have those that put my mind at ease, then because you guys did genetic testing that put my mind at ease because um, it wasn't quote genetic. Now, I still don't understand this idea that you got HPV and your body doesn't clear it, cancer, and therefore that's not genetic quote. But right. we're not we're not dealing with this um, big bad genetic link, like and so Correct. that that put my mind at ease. Um, so yeah, um, and then I I focus on the good news, right? It always mm-hmm. helps when you, there's a progress update or something from you guys that's indicating all is going as expected. Yeah. And then definitely yeah. helps me too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how I'm coping, and that's that's my perspective today. Um, it could change on another day, given other external stressors. It's very possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's, um, so what's what's the main thing you do to cope? Like, what's your main coping mechanism with stressful things? Um, fortunately, I live in a great community and I have a great husband. So definitely social support. You do. He's a great so, brother. I looked out, out, actually. Yeah, hanging out. Um, that's my... It's, it's being, being social and connected, that's it. That's, that's it. That's the key for me. Um, well, that's good. I don't, I I need, expect I don't need any more time inside. What? I wouldn't expect you to say those words because you're on the introverted side. So I am. And you know, I'm in kind of a more extroverted job at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's a change. I've had enough of the inside. It's okay to be a little more extroverted at this point in time. Ooh, that's a new insight I've learned. That's cool. <laughs> It's more fun. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Moving. I, I'm definitely now at the end of the day, if I've been um, a little stressed and in a big crowd, let's say, do I come home and say, I hate people? Of course. But <laughs> <laughs> as any good introvert would. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'm not extroverted by any means, but it doesn't mean I'm antisocial. It means I'm um, digging in and more social during to. So yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) It's a big change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) (laughs) Those who know you may know as well, but. 
Well, I mean that we were are we were intending to keep this short because our goal is like when you're in town to do a little more recording with you, but we wanted to just ask you guys all the same question. So okay. I think unless you want to expand on anything, that's a good place for us to stop. No, that's perfect because okay. I'm going to order Thai for dinner tonight. Excellent. <laughs> I gotta get the get. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. This has been actually quite fun, so I appreciate it. All right, I love you. Love you too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello. All right, that was so much fun for us. I got to record with Heather, and I'm sorry you weren't available at the time, but. To our listeners, thanks for making it this far. Thanks so much, as always, for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.